helping people get clear on their brand, building your business around your life, not the other way around, and using your failures to catapult you to success. Welcome to episode 31 with the founder of Life Intended, Danelle Delgado. You are listening to Len Jones, Party of Two where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at TrueFace.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. Oh, what up, what up, what up, party people? You already know, it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And a major key to a good day is gratitude. Now, I personally have always kind of smirked at the idea of having a gratitude journal. But what I found is some of the most successful people I met have a daily gratitude journal to train and program their mind to see the light in every situation. And if you're new to the podcast... Our mission here is twofold. To educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come-up stories of incredible humans, by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life. And second, to have all my friends in my life that are making moves, to meet my other friends in life making moves, to create one giant community of extraordinary people. Now, speaking of extraordinary people, Danelle Delgado is up there with the best. You may have seen her recently speaking in front of 30,000 people at Grant Cardone's Growth X event, or maybe you've had the luxury to attend one of her live events. If so, what you would find is a super normal human who just decided to stop living small and start designing her life exactly the way she wants. Nell's story is cool, super relatable, super real, and she actually started out as a teacher and a pastor. But life hit her hard like it does many of us, and it led her down an insane journey of a highly relatable route of challenges. She has taken the stage with some of the greats, you know, Darren Hardy, Les Brown, Lewis House, Grant Cardone, but it's more of her philosophy that really impresses me. Nell believes that first it's about building the person, then one can master the skills. After spending an hour with her on this podcast, I felt compelled to bite the bullet and buy her gratitude book, I Choose Joy. The book serves three purposes. First, it's a daily gratitude tracker, which she details exactly how to do this in the podcast. Second, it's about writing down your daily goals. If you ain't got no goals, then you ain't gonna get these dreams. And third, it's writing for 30 minutes what you learn from 30 minutes of daily personal development. And so on another note, many of our listeners have been asking me to put these recordings on YouTube. So I am happy to announce that your requests have been answered. This is the first podcast where we put the entire live recording on YouTube for you guys to watch. Our goal here is to spread the love and have you all making moves towards your goals. Now, without further ado, let's jump into it. We're live with the lovely, the angelic Danelle Delgado. Danelle, how are you? I'm amazing because I get to be here with you. I'm pumped about this. It's so cool. We finally connected. I'm so excited. I've been stalking you for a very long time. Your events are just absolutely amazing. Which, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's. I'm sure that's how people feel about you and I feel about you when I see your pictures all over the world. So cool to see how just people have progressed to become the people they are. And I mean, your story is one of those things that when people see you on the front end, they just see this person talking on stages, you know, taking people on exotic trips to Italy all around the world, doing these amazing retreats. People just see you and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're living the dream. Right. And right. I'm I'm just so blown away and, and curious, like, 
how does how do you become the person you are like what are some of these events that that shape like how you became where you are like how did you even first get involved in entrepreneurship yeah it's a great question right because i think i think you've said it before right living the dream is also like overcoming the nightmare right <laughs> right and and i started at an at a nightmare spot a spot i promised i would never get to and i was in the middle of a divorce with three kids i have twins that were two at that time uh they're now 10 but they were two and a three-year-old so three kids getting divorced had nothing my my jobs right i was like a speaker a youth pastor uh, like all a teacher all honorable donations to the cause it was not like an income right so um i think my circumstances made me extremely open <laughs> right it made me really open minded when before i i wouldn't have been open minded so my brother in law actually introduced me to network marketing and Sorry, my dog is joining us. Love it. Love dogs. Uh, uh, so my brother called me up and was like, hey, I got this thing. And I was like, oh, I've heard about those things. No, thank you. Right. And then he persisted a week later. Hey, I got this thing. It's really going well. I think you need to look at it. And I was like, still not interested in your thing. Third time he came over to my house, held up a phone to my head, opened a computer and showed me like a presentation. Right. And I was like, oh, I get it. Well, all those people that I know who pay those bills, I could get a percentage. I know a lot of people. Okay, I'm in, right? Like I really had no background, no nothing, no sales experience, no no history. All I had was a tiny bit of time in and around all the jobs I had trying to provide for my kids and save myself to give it a shot, right? Nobody else was giving me a better shot. So you're, you're a full-time mama. You know, you're, you're doing that. That's like your main focus. All of a sudden you find yourself in a, in a brutal divorce that must just have been an emotional nightmare. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're a teacher and a youth pastor. That seems like the farthest thing from sales. Did you ever see yourself being in sales? No, mm -mm. no, never. I was one of those people who was like, I'm not a salesperson, right? <laughs> That's the thing ever. I'm like, everyone's a salesperson. You've been on a date, right? You're in sales. Right. Uh, very definitely in sales, right? You have a friend, you're in sales. It's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, but I was that, I, I really, I really did love making a difference. I think that's why I was a teacher. I think that's why I worked with youth. Uh, I loved wanting to matter, right? I wanted to be significant. And I think that was probably my biggest goal that pushed me beyond what seemed natural, uncomfortable, like not normal with sales. So uh, my mentors were really smart and they gave me uh, a couple of books, Think and Grow Rich. First time I read it, I had no idea what it was saying. Second time I got it. Third time I lived it. It works, um, <laughs> right? They also gave me Ogmandino, the, the 10 scrolls, the greatest salesman in the world. And I, you know, you're supposed to listen to those scrolls three times a day, one scroll three times a day for 30 days and then you move to the next one. So it takes nine, 10 months to like do them, right? Well, I did it full in, full out. Um, and I really believe that that is where I equated sales to people skills. That's all it really is. Um, you know, helping people make decisions based on their own best interest. That is sales. That's it. And if you go outside of that, 
you're going to screw up. You're going to sell the wrong person. You're going to be sorry. They're going to be sorry. And it's not going to help you in the future. But it's the people scales skills. If you do it in the right direction, right? You, you help people move forward. You, you understand them. You listen to them so well, you know what they're seeking and you connect them to what they're seeking. Then you make a difference and you make the impact. And so that's, that's why I think it aligned from my teaching and youth work background to the sales background. It was a hundred percent about helping people advance. Yeah, and it seems like your gift is really unlocking people's human potential, which is a, a big theme that I love of the direct sales industry because for most entrepreneurs that I've encountered, people got started in a direct sales organization that was maybe the first time that someone actually believed in them and someone actually just started feeding them saying like, wow, you can do this thing, which is so cool about the direct sales model, even if people don't stick with it. It's just, it's like the birthplace of entrepreneurship. And you just seem to be so good at hearing someone, feeding love into them, making them realize that they can be that person. I mean, you're clearly a really, really good listener. I couldn't get off the phone with you earlier. I just felt like I was talking the whole time. I'm like, damn, I got to get you to talk. And you just seem to be so connected. I mean, in those early days, when you get started in network marketing, did you, were you instantly like a rock star or did you kind of run through some bumps or what did that look like? Oh man, I was so bad. I was actually so bad because I didn't want to take people's money, right? I was, I couldn't guarantee because I hadn't won. I was afraid to take their money because I was like, well, they say we can win. I think we're going to win. So if someone was on the fence, I'd almost like talk them out of it. Like, well, you need to be sure first, right? My mentors were so good. They were actually like, hey, (laughs) we need to grow some things. So what happened was um, a couple months in, I was really like, okay, yeah, maybe this is a scam. You know how everybody goes through. If it doesn't work for me in a second, then it probably sucks. So I had those ups and downs, those questionings. I was reading. I read stuff online, good, bad, ugly. And I was just like, man, what am I doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to quit unless I go all in. I'm going to go all in. So I decided to go all in in the month of December, which maybe wasn't an ideal time to like decide to go all in because people are very interested in their families and presents and, you know, all those kinds of things. But in my head, I was like, it's December. People are greasing up their credit cards. They're using them. They're ready to go. Like this is going to be the best month to start. So I go all in. I do, um, I'm doing like in and around my jobs, I'm doing it like a 10, a 12, a two, a four, a six and an eight, like every day meetings on the hours, like every two hours. And I do 66 meetings myself, like between me, a couple of the people who had signed up with me, like it was rough, right? It, I mean, we were like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like anybody will pay you to come check this out, right? It was bad. I wouldn't pay them because I didn't have anything, but other people would. <laughs> so the so 66 meeting, hundreds of people I met with in December. I signed up zero humans, zero. Like I was so bad, zero. It was the most humbling, humiliating thing. And my mentors actually had a meeting with me and they were like, like, Danelle, we maybe think you need to look at other options. If you're looking at this to provide for your kids, like it's going to take you a little longer to learn. So why don't you get another job and we'll help you. Like whose mentor tells them like, this might not be for you. (laughs) Right. So, so it was a real humbling experience. And I said, well, how do I get better? And they were like, read, learn, listen. And I was like, you know what? I've wanted things before and I became a student 
of them. I need to become a student. So what I did is they had all these online trainings. I listened to every single one of them. I took notes. I wrote out my presentation, like word for word for word. Anyone who was doing a presentation anywhere near me, like in the vicinity that I could drive to, I would go and watch. I would go and listen. I would go and learn. I would study our products. I read every book that I could find, at least half of all of them in the beginning. <laughs> I only read half the books in the beginning. I don't know why, but it got me fired up and I'd go work. Um, when most people would have quit that December, right? And when most people would have been convinced. I had friends who were like, now you're putting your kids like at risk. Like, what are you doing? This is the dumbest thing you've ever done. And like, kid, uh, like kids at risk because you're working too hard. Yeah, because I'm not there. I'm working so much and I'm not making any money. Like, like they're like, Danelle, you're going to lose everything. I'm like, I don't have anything. So what's there to lose really, right? So I just knew I was watching all of them and I, I didn't want to be where they were. They were in miserable marriages. Um, they or I had a lot of friends who like, as they call married up. Right. So their spouses make all this money and they're like, come to brunch. I'm like, what is brunch? I got to work. But, <laughs> you know, like I didn't even know that world. So so I got kind of judgy. It was just a bad experience. And so I go, you know what? That's it. I'm all in. I studied. I studied. I studied. 30 days later, I closed over 140 people on my own. Mm hmm. Like broke records, smashed records, shocked myself and was like, Oh my gosh. And then I had 140 people that I was like, now I'm going to train you. I'm not really sure what I did other than I really sucked. And I learned all this stuff. So then I started training, right? So then who was going to train? There was no one in my area. So I did the local training, right? So by having to teach, I even got better. So what didn't seem like it was ever going to work. And when I probably was probably the closest ever in my life to quitting, um, I, I said, you know what, I'm not quitting unless I give it my best shot. And I gave it my best shot and it won like I never imagined. And then I think that same work ethic that it took to do that one month, I just kept going. I just kept running and running and running. And I kept that same kind of activity level up because if it works, keep doing it. <laughs> So, so that's kind of how I got launched into sales. And I just continued studying, going to everybody else's meetings, training, listening, learning, um, befriending the people who were the best in the company, doing free meetings for them and their people who were in Colorado, because if I helped them, they continued to help me. You know, I just did, I just said yes to everything, everything. But you're on fire. You're obsessed. Yeah, for sure. So I think I probably very obsessive personality a little probably to the max yeah but it didn't really did it feel like work would you come home and you're like sweating you're like oh my god this is so bad or are you just so wired from the previous meeting that you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god I was wired I did have a couple of like I'm so exhausted I think I got exhausted a lot I wore down my body quite a bit so I got sick later but in that time period I think it was adrenaline like I was saving my life and my kids life and going, this will work. I will not be humiliated. I will win. And, you know, the roller coaster exhausts you a little bit, but I was fired up. You know, I think if you keep reading, keep feeding your mind, you don't ever get like, I hate this. This isn't good. One thing that I always find interesting is a lot of times you'll see single moms tend to be 
the most lethal dominant personalities inside of direct sales and mama bear watch uh, yourself oh yeah <laughs> and a lot of people will like kind of shun away from the fact like oh i have two three kids is i don't have enough time like oh my god like i don't have any kids and i'm free i feel like i don't have any time it's like there's a lot of easy excuses that you can make but it seems like those people that have something on the line are the ones that just don't have that bs mentality and they're just out there to to slay do you feel like it kind of gives you an up to have that need 100 percent. you know what has been one of the saddest things i've seen in entrepreneurship is that really capable people who are comfortable quit easy because they don't have to do it right? Comfort is one of the biggest killers. How many of my female friends are like, well, I'm working on it. I don't have to do it. Joe works, right? Or, you know, like they'll say other things and I'm like, yeah, but you're dying inside because you're not living your potential. Like you're sad. You want to be sad or you want to come crush with me and create something. So I think having, having a must, having a, I have to, was the greatest gift in the world. A lot of people say, oh, your story's inspiring. I came from down and out. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, down and out is your, you know, it's your win. It's not your deficit. It's like your gift. Like, it's time to go then. Whatever happens in your life, you know, that's the gift. And when you say down and out, I mean, clearly this experience crushing it led you to become, I mean, you started Life Intended Events. You started your own event company, which... I mean, geez, events, that's a whole nother ball game. So much goes into that. Yeah, it's fun. I don't, if I would have known what those would have taken before I did them, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm glad I did though. Glad I did. Right. You put yourself out there and you put a lot on the line. It's like you put this whole thing together. You might have, you know, 30, 50, up to $100,000, maybe even more on the line just to sell tickets for the event. And it's like, damn, like you created... Like you create a job with those events, but at the same time, those events, that's where lives are changed. Yeah, hundred percent, right? There's nothing like being live and in person, taking a step away from your current environment that holds you where you're at. And it forces you to be surrounded with people who are growing. Like you can't leave the same. There, there's no way you can remain in that kind of environment. And that's why I knew it had to be live, right? All this stuff online, yes, I do online, but yes, I will never get rid of that live element, be it retreats all over the world or live events, uh, because that's where I was changed. That's where I saw this is network marketing, this is sales, every live event physically, emotionally, you know, changed me. And, and that's what it takes for people. It takes them to be slapped upside the head and be like, you're worth it. You are more. Here's the tactics. People want confidence, right? They're like, I just need to be brave. And I'm like, brave doesn't happen. Brave come like confidence comes from competence. You have to learn. And when you're competent, you're not afraid anymore, right? When I knew the steps, I knew that no matter what happened, a company shuts down, it's my own, it's somebody else's. Well, I'm winning because I have the plan, right? It doesn't matter anything else in the world. I'm confident because I know I can figure it out. I know that I have the tools. I know that I have the skills. So people out there like hungering for confidence and just trying to be brave and make more phone calls and make more sales. It's not confidence you need. It's competence. If you know what to sell them, if you know the language, if you role play, if you practice, if you do all those kinds of things, you're not afraid anymore. You got all the confidence you need. You're winning. Go get one win and then make all your phone calls after that. 
right? You just have to prove it to yourself. And that's, that's what I did. I think day in, day out. And then I kept challenging myself to go, let's make it bigger. Let's make it scarier. Somebody told me I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Watch. Mm. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. The second someone says you can't do it I, for anyone listening to this right now, think about a time that someone has told you, you can't do it, right? Like even just back when you were just a little kid, it's like, are you kidding me? It's like, I remember even with my mom, this is such a low key example. It's like, I remember when she'd be like, make sure you wear your jacket, honey. And I'm like, I don't need no jacket. Like I'm fine. And then I get out there and I'm freezing, but I refuse to put a jacket on to make sure she's right. (laughs) It's like that stuff drives us. And I like what you talked about experiences and relating with people because life is gnarly. Life hits us with things that we do not understand that are overwhelming, scary, and being human is a scary thing. And the fact is, is that if you don't owe that, if you're not out there conquering that and understanding and and networking and learning, it it can be a really hard thing to happen and life happens. And, but it's these experiences that make us qualified to be able to be on a stage and speak in front of others and be able to inspire others. And you've really turned all of your negatives into this giant, just life force of stuff that you can pull upon to really connect with people and I know it's something you don't really like to talk about too too much because you don't like to give it power but it's important and I'd love for you to share a little bit on your about your health journey you're going through yeah yeah you know it's um it's interesting I think you know in the beginning everybody taught me how to build business but nobody really also implemented how to take care of yourself. I wasn't in the health industry. So it was just like, go until, right? And um, I learned how to sacrifice things, but I didn't learn the difference. Now I teach, like write down, this is what I will sacrifice. This is what I am unwilling to sacrifice. And those two things are important, right? So I worked so many hours. I hardly slept. I just kind of drove my body into the ground and didn't take care of myself a lot. And uh, all of a sudden I started being like lethargic and in slow, or I would be the polar opposite and I would never sleep. I wouldn't even need to, I wouldn't need to eat. I wouldn't need to sleep, but I just keep going. And, uh, you know, finally I went in they're like, well, your adrenals are like shot. Like, what are you doing? You know? And they, and I went into the doctors like so many times and they couldn't figure it out. And I had to pressure him and go, listen, you're missing it. Something is really wrong. I'm not sure. How long was that time frame between starting to go to doctors? A year. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, and they kept telling me I was okay. So I'd go back out there and then I'd have random things happen. I'm like, why is my hair falling out? Like, you know, like something's wrong. This, you know, and they're like, well, you have lots of hair. And I was like, okay, but it's still falling out. Like, this is not okay. What's going on? And then I'd lose a ton of weight and I could run five miles. And then I'd start to gain weight and I felt like I couldn't do anything. You know, it was just like this. And they're like, well, eat greens, right? Eat greens, a little bit of protein. and, And I'm like, okay, well, nothing's working. Like nothing, whatever you're telling me. I'm like, if I'm gonna keep gaining weight, I'd rather have burgers. Like, can you guys figure this out for me? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? And so, so it was just like, um, it was drastic. I started having hot flashes like ladies do when they're much older than I am. I'm sorry, ladies. And I was like, something has to be wrong. I'm standing in my freezer trying to make phone calls, right? And, um, and so I finally went in, had all the tests and they found out, you know, I had thyroid cancer and, um, I was like, "Hmm, 
right? How many times do we not trust our intuition or we listen to other people? And I was like, when you're doing all the work, you gotta, you know, train your intuition and then you can trust it, right? Mine was trained. Mine was effective and efficient. And so, uh, so I went through that process, um, did, you know, all the radioactive iodines and did radiation, you know, did, did everything I could. And I was, uh, I was great. And then it started, a three-year journey with them trying to balance medications and all different things after that. And, you know, a lot of people look at my story right now and they're like, oh, she's never crushed so great, you know, just constantly skyrocketing and skyrocketing. And they don't know that behind the scenes, it's been like one of the biggest health battles of my life continually uh, for a couple of years. So it's now it's about, okay, I take care of my health and I have the priorities to build my business, be with my kids. You know, it's, it's about, people always ask about how do you balance that? I'm a mom. How do you balance it? I'm like, there isn't balance, but there is priorities, right? My kids are my number one. I'm probably my number two and my business is my number three. So I recently just had to shift me to number two, right? They say you should be number one, but when you have kids, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Uh, my kids will be number one. <laughs> so, you know, everybody has to just align their priorities. Problem is they put too many things on their list. They take care of everybody else because they think they're serving and then they'll have enough time for them. And I just learned, you know, when I fill my cup to overflowing, I'm, I'm a much better servant to everybody, my kids, my business, others. Um, in terms of, in terms of putting yourself first, did you find certain things? Maybe it's like, I don't know, meditation or a hot shower where there's certain things that can just do it for you and take you from a, a level of pure stress to just total relaxation. Yes. So before I made any money, I had things and after I have things. <laughs> so, so now like, I need to, every 90 days I go to a beach. Like it's just me. I love the water. I love the sand. I love knowing no one and just right. Finding my space. And I relook at my goals and my priorities and I work that out. Um, before that and still now gratitude is the number one thing that I do every single day, 10 things every single day. Um, the three goals that I'm working on, and then I read for 30 minutes a day. And I just started implementing actually um, meditation. Meditation is completely transforming uh, my ability to rise no matter what. You know, no matter what, rise, right? It's, it's um, I think 30 minutes a day of meditation can transform every decision you make that day. And uh, make you move faster, happier, healthier, and a good bath. That would be the other thing on my list. Right. I love baths. I know. Being warm is phenomenal. Have you ever done like the ice baths or the chirotherapy? Yeah, once. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket list. Done. I did. And I did the um, – they do it at a lot of spas that I go to where it's like the – it starts to go up a little warm, then it blasts you with cold water, and it's then it gets colder and colder and colder when you almost can't stand it. It like starts the back off process, right? And then you go get in cold pool and hot pool, right? All those things. Um, I know how good they are for you, but I have to like get myself mentally prepared before I do them. <laughs> it, awesome. it seems like there's just a lot of uh, different buckets that people need to balance. Like you know, you're balancing your health 
balancing your business, balancing your mom details. Do you think that it yep. just practice makes perfect? Like what eventually do you, do you ever feel like you really got this thing down? Right. I no, I don't think I'll ever feel like I got this thing down, but here's what I always do. I find someone in every area of my life who has mastered that area of their life and I study and learn from them. So let's say they're an amazing mom and they're raising amazing kids. I do everything I can to spend time with that human and learn how they do it. Um, when they're really great at balancing, um, you know, their financials and they're, they're just crushing it. I'll spend tons of time with them. The health experts, I find my favorites and how they do things and I spend time with them. So I think it's a always training from those who actually live it and do well and um, are training what they know. And, and so that's more of what it is for me. It's always befriending the experts and learning from them as fast as I can. Cause I, I'd, I'd much rather do that. I'll study the books and stuff too, but I think most of the books I study are personal development and business development and the other areas in my life. I study lives. I study their lives and then I work to replicate what works for me. That's great. You know, follow the leader, you know, finding the things that people, who who out there is someone that you look up to and if it's someone you look up to them that much maybe you should hit them up and ask to do a podcast with them you know yes. for example it's like there's so many little hacks that you can do to meet the people that you envy so much like i envy danelle you know it's like in general for people listening there's just you got to take action you got to make moves you know you got to yeah. just make it happen so i, I just love the direction of that, I just love that all of these negative experiences, which seem so overwhelming and unfair, become literally the talking points, become the tools that we use to to lead and motivate and, and make ourselves feel good. And I, it's funny how, you know, humans just naturally have this ability sometimes to even if their life is so good, they find out reasons it's not. And it takes so much personal development to get to that point. I know um, I believe you guys are friends with them. They they absolutely love you. Um, my two friends, the twins, Casey and Kylie Tivita. Have you heard of them? Yes, yes, I do know who they are. <laughs> they, they are they are obsessed with you. They love you, and they mentioned um, they do gratitude every single day. And I've always been. I mean, they're some of my closest friends. Every day they wake up and they write, you know, ten, twenty, thirty things they're grateful for. They journal every day, and I've always kind of like, you know, in the back of my mind, been like, <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's kind of weird, but like. So ever since I've been in my health challenges, I started the gratitude thing. And it seriously is the only thing that gets me out of a funk, you know? Yeah, I go. So it's 10 things every day, right? And then if it's a really rough day, this is my rule. Okay, really rough day, then it's 100 gratitudes. And I'm not allowed to say any word about it for 24 hours. Because here's the thing. What people want to do is they have it and then they want to call someone and then they bring someone else into their pit, right? And then it's like two people in a pit and then it's worse and then the problem's bigger, right? So I have a 24-hour rule. If I got to cry, if I got to pout, if it's a challenge, I got to take care of it, right? Gratitude for 24 hours and if in the next morning, then it's okay to talk about it and work through it while I have a better perspective or I don't even have to talk about it at all. I've already solved the problem, Right. So, so that was just kind of a personal rule for me because it would have been so easy to just sit in victim mentality and say, this stinks. I can't believe this. Oh my gosh, it happened again, right? People will be like, Danelle, things happen in threes. I'm like, no, they don't. Just you do. But let's have this conversation, right? 
I'm telling you, gratitude, growth, and goals are the the only focus that I have every single day. So that's the that's the routine. Wake up. What is that? What are people? What are you doing? Literally, like you're just writing. So it's well, I have a book. That's what it is. It's called I Choose Joy, and it's gratitude. Ten things you're grateful for every single day. Uh, you don't have to have the book to write it down. Okay, gratitude. Ten things every day. Um, goals. Three goals. Okay, it gives you a little chart of how to do it. Like, what's the goal? When's the date? Who's it gonna take? to make it happen, you, who else, like everyone in detail, what are you willing to sacrifice to make it happen and what's the reward, okay? So three goals, they have to have either a monetary equivalent or like a number of some kind like that you can focus on. Two, I usually do short-term, one long-term, and then I read 30 minutes to one hour every single day and I write down the one thing that I'm gonna implement that day from what I learned. So that is what I do every single day, every single morning. Get on point. And you wake up super like early and, and like do this right in the morning? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not super early, but early. I'm not like the 4 a.m. club like some people. I'm more of like the 6 a.m. club, but I stay up later. Like my great hours are like 10 to midnight. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm really curious with some of these events. So I've seen many people go through your events. I've seen pictures. They're absolutely stunning. You know, just in these dream locations with these badass entrepreneurs and they're all in these these camps you put together. And so can you kind of walk us through like what does a typical kind of travel experience that you host look like? Like what are the what are the things you're teaching and, and kind of what's the flow that you're you're looking to get out of these? Yeah, absolutely. So the elite retreats, absolute my favorite thing that I ever do. Um, I think because they're what really it's a transition point. It's where you can know all these things, like how many people know what they should be doing. And if they just took one of those things and they did it every single day, they would be in a different place 30 days from now, but they just don't do it. Like we know what we're supposed to be doing and we don't do it. Why? Well, I think I have figured that thing out. And so I created retreats to get rid of it. Okay. So what I do is I take people out of their environment. I pick a location that they would always want to go, but they'd probably never go to on their own or spend the money, but they will spend the money if they learn how to monetize while we're there. Right. If I can show them and take them on a path and show them how to create more income in their life and it's worth it. Well, then it's a write off. It's, you know, all these different things are amazing. But what happens is when we're in our environment, sometimes we get really bogged down. We can only see what we can see. We can't see out of the bottle. We got family, we got kids, we got spouses, we got business partners. We've got all these pressures. We've got laundry, we've got dinner, we've got all those things, right? And it's amazing how those things can pressurize a system and not allow you to see the bigger picture. So first of all, I get them out of their environment. They're tired when they get there. So when they're tired, I can push some other buttons I call it bump them and see what spills out a little bit. I can find their weak spots pretty quick, right? They're real open to share because they're just dying to learn. And they're usually calm. They're like, this has to work. And I'm like, well, so do you. So let's figure out what we need to work on, right? So, so while we're there, it's a mix of um, lots of training, lots of Q&A, um, a big extravagant excursion. Usually we've done things like the death boat, they called it, where we literally were on one of the sailboats where the, you're tipped, you're standing and like holding it and then we switch sides, right? You know, like as many things, uh, we've done um, jet skiing in Bora Bora. We've done, you know, all these kinds of things, but I try to do something that scares them. We've done midnight tours in the ocean, which is really freaky. Um, 
And, you know, I do something that, that pushes them out of their comfort zone, uh, teaches them a lesson. I can't tell you what those lessons are unless you come, uh, you know, but really helps them move past those things that were holding them back. And they see that if they're one step beyond those things, that's where actual freedom comes from, right? It's, it's that foot beyond fear. That one step of, is it going to work? Can I do it? Will I help? Right? So when I'm there, I start listening to their language. I take notes the entire time. I start hearing how they're talking to people, how they word their language, you know, all those kinds of things. And I start hearing their message, right? Most people are out there building business. They're selling a product. They're doing something um, that is for someone else, but for their family to provide for them. If I can help them figure out who they are, to their core, that person that they've been afraid to be out in front of people, that person um, who is just 100% um, focused on what they want to do in this world, and we build their branding and their their business around that characteristic, uh, they'll never have trouble selling. They'll always have monetizable things. So, so we'll do a 90-day and a one-year run in a map after that. That's kind of the plan. We show them exactly how to make so much money in the next 90 days, exactly how to make so much in a year. It's aligned with their brand because so many people are out there trying. And I'll tell you, if you are not congruent with who you are while you're building your business, it'll eat you for lunch. It'll just, it'll feel fake. It'll feel false. You won't do as well as you could have. And so that's where I find it, right? I find it on vacation while we're working, while we're having fun, while they don't have all the stresses, they don't cook a meal, they don't lift a finger to do anything except help themselves. Because people don't do that. They don't take time to take care of them. And their best ideas come out to play, not to work. What, what is maybe one of like the most powerful stories or something that you've encountered from someone on one of these trips that might have just blown your mind and said, oh my, like, whoa, like a pinch me moment? Yeah, I have... Oh my gosh, so many. Okay, we'll use one. Uh, James was one of my favorite clients, James Jacoby. Uh, he came in as a sales guy. He actually hired me to work with his wife. Uh, she was a Matilda Jane rep, right? So she starts going through my trainings, right? And and we're working on hers. And all of a sudden, he's like, can I come back in? <laughs> I want to work with you too, right? So, so we go. They both came to Bora Bora. Uh, spent seven days with me in Bora Bora. I mean, like the most beautiful place on earth. It was amazing uh, that I've seen so far. Anyways, a lot of places to still see. But um, they both developed two separate brands. One, James had, um, he participated in something I do called the 10K Challenge. I teach entrepreneurs to make 10K in 10 days. And once they do that, it kind of blows their mind and they quit playing small, right? They didn't even know that's possible. So it's a big challenge that I do and it blows people's minds. So we started that and he had, as an employee, worked like an entrepreneur and figured out these things he could do as a salesperson and made more money in that 10 days than he ever had in an entire year. So, so he did this and it was amazing. And he was like, okay. And now after Bora Bora, she has built an entirely different business an education system. This is Lindsay. Uh, she's built a, a new school that is getting started and funded that is helping kids learn in the way that she wanted her kids to learn because she came and did that. And he has built a massive business outside. Um, he's built a sales team that is helping people close business all over the place. Uh, and he's just crushing it, wrote a book. 
you know, and all of that, um, that was all probably about a year of working together and he's had other mentors and other kinds of things, but, um, to see two brands come out of just zero, like they started from scratch zero, seven days later, they had a plan to the date a year later, they lived it out exactly. And you know, it happens all the time. They just need the brand, the plan and the competence to go do it. Bam, the brand, the plan, and the confidence to do it. I love that. And it's yeah. it's crazy because everyone out there can have their own brand. And we live in this amazing world where we can build a brand online. You can go join a Facebook group and meet a ton of people that are in your niche that resonate with you. You can find your tribe anywhere. And too many people are working a job. Maybe they're making tons of money or a little money. Um, in a, a position that's not utilizing their full skill set and they're not truly passionate. Yes, yes. And it, I think when we do that, it slowly chips away at us a piece at a time. And and it is. It's the most painful thing in the world to not live your true capabilities, right? Your potential, where you really want to shine. And you can see it in people's eyes, right? A lot of them call me and they'll be like, we still don't know exactly what you do. And I'm like, well, what made you reach out? What are you looking for? Right? I never actually answer the question because they see it, right? They recognize some kind of hunger in themselves that is missing and they see it in me and they go, I just want a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And I'm like, let's give you a lot of it. That's the <laughs> ultimate brand experience too. You know, you're not telling people what you do and that's simply in direct sales. People that don't tell them who they're going with or what company they're in. It allows people to create curiosity and reach out. It's like not giving your whole deck of hands on the first date, you know, like leaving some more stuff out there. You got to do it. There's a, there's a strategy and a skill to all things. And that is part of it. Yeah. And it's listening. You're listening skills on point, like on point. So <laughs> with all these different experiences, do you think that like there's specific moment that you can kind of look back that was like the breakthrough for you to take it from, you know, where you're making a six figure income to, to where you're at now to just basically training people how to earn six, seven up to eight figures. Right. I think, yeah. And, and every level, okay. So every level you get to requires a new level of you. And I think that I've had breakthrough moments every single time. So in the beginning, my first breakthrough was, um, in the, <laughs> in the bathroom, laying on the floor after radiation and feeling terrible. Um, and I got up, I had my hands on the counter and I looked in the mirror and I remember feeling like, just like, this is it. I'm going to decide if I'm going to keep going or if I'm going to quit. If, I, if, if I'm really for this or if I've just exhausted myself, you know, am I really making a difference? And I, I said to myself in that mirror, I said, you're in danger of never recovering. You can't get this life back, right? What if it comes back? How will my kids know their dreams can come true if I don't show them that my can? And that's it. I said, that's it. I'm never going to look at my kids again and tell them, hey, go be average and just kind of do your dream and see what you can create. I'm like, no, I'm living it. They're coming with me. So that was kind of the first stretch. And then the next couple of years we built, you know, life intended to the max. We did the live events. We did the online trainings when I really wanted to publish and do books and speak, which was my dream in the beginning that I live now. Um, I, I had another one and it, it was really, um, I thought I could serve everybody 
right? I thought I'm just going to change everyone and serve everyone. But I had to um, really, and this is kind of fairly recent, I really had to whittle down my core circle and say, if it or you do not help get me closer to my goals, if you or it does not align with my mission or my vision or my values, you're out. And when I made that commitment, like, man, when you do things for you that are finally going to do, I sound selfish and I really don't want it to sound that way, but when you decide that you're going to do things for you, it, it pisses a lot of people off, uh, even some who are closest to you. And I learned that I was my greatest asset and I had to protect myself like crazy. Um, and I never knew how many kind of people I had allowed in my life that I thought I was helping, but really they were they were not helping me or the people I was serving. So, so I think that was a big breakthrough of going, Oh my gosh, people I help can hurt me. Are you serious? People I've given tons of time to would stab me in the back, you know, like show what people are capable of. And so I committed to live that gratitude life of, I'm just going to be thankful for every good, bad and ugly that happens and release it and say, as long as it comes down to me, I'm going to do the best I can. And, um, that's another level. Cause I used to take a lot of things personally and now I'm kind of like, man, do what you want, but don't hurt other people in the process. I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving. So those were kind of a couple breakthroughs where I was like, put my foot down. No, you not in my life, this situation. Nope. Not in my life. Right. And, and it just drew a line and the abundance that came after I said, no, 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 yes. And I started going, this is my mission. This is my vision. This is my values. Anything else I refuse, uh, everything blew up in a good way. Yeah, it's crazy. You're sitting in front of a mirror, straight on chemo, probably looking like crap, just like, what is going on? You're like, do I give up? But really, that means do I give up on essentially living, Like, right? Like, do I give up being a happy, healthy person, which so many people are in that situation, Right. Like just thinking, like, should I like my dad always says it. it's like, you don't got a choice, you know, right. like there, it's not like, oh, one second, let me just throw in the flag real quick. Like, no, you're human. You're, you're signed up for the journey. You got to figure it out. But those right. moments catapulted you to just this absolute craziness. I, I'm upset. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with just that, that every challenge is building us and looking at every challenge and almost saying thank you. Oh, you teared your ACL. Thank you. Like, woohoo. Like now you got a better story and no one likes listening to a crappy story. So like, what is your story? How is your story worth telling? And if it's not, maybe it's time for you to book a one-way ticket to Africa and raise cheetahs. I always say it because it's just a sick life, a cool story. And Danelle, if there was, if you could go back in time, hypothetically, and you could have spoken to yourself um, either when you're, say, 20 years old, maybe right before school, or maybe, you know, a few years before you started having children and went through that whole drama. And you could have whispered, say, one, two or three things to you. Um, and obviously it can't be I wouldn't say anything because everything is what made me like that's just a lame answer. If you could have said <laughs> one, two or three things that like would have saved you a ton of time, money and just like hairs on your head, what would be some of those things? Um, great question. I think probably one would be like, take care of yourself, how you treat yourself, set the standards for others. Um, 
I, I wish I would have taken better care of my heart, my head of who was in my world. Um, so I think that would have been uh, a really good piece of advice. I think um, what my grandpa always told me and what I try to tell everyone else, because it's the one thing I wish I would have lived my whole life was it gets to be you today. Um, he used to say it, when he woke, when he'd wake me up, he'd be like, get up, kid. Not everybody made it today. You better get after it. Right. Kind of like your dad. And, uh, I was like, it gets to be me every day. When I wake up, I go, it gets to be me. Who is going to be the lucky one to run into me today? And it'll, it'll change your perspective on things. So I wish I would have kind of started running with that when I was younger. And let's see one more. Um, yeah. Okay. This is kind of a trademark line that I, that I say a lot. It's part of my new book, but, um, the most important thing is this. Okay. So many people get so confused and scared and worked up about them going to fail or not make it or how hard, or they talk themselves out of things. And I go, listen, it really has nothing to do with you. It takes you. And it's about who loses if you don't win. I think about the thousands of people who wouldn't be where they're at today. If I would have given up, uh, it's about them. And it's about the thousands of people who need you to knock up and go get it. So who loses if you don't win? May that wake you up and get you up and keep you up <laughs> the rest of your life. Oh, man, I just put a note. I'm going to I got to re-listen to that multiple times. <laughs> I need to, right? It's how I speak to you guys is how I speak to myself. I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time. I've had highs and lows, some of the worst at some of the best times in my life. But I'll tell you what, get up. Get up, keep up. It gets to be you. Who loses if you don't win? Dang. Woo. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Write that down. Write that down. Make that the motto. Make that the mantra. That is that is a great playbook on living each day. And it's crazy because literally just listening to you speak those things instantly uplifted my mood. And for people listening, I bet you felt the same way. Like when someone just speaks that into you, you just instantly kind of get this jolt. Like, you know, Danelle's energy just kind of catapulted through the sound right into your soul. And like, if you can keep good people in your ears, keep motivating and keep your circle right. If your circle ain't right, then you ain't right, right? Yes. Leveling up every level, there's a new devil. You you explained that phenomenally. And and now you're writing these books and like book writing, man, that's a task. Like you got to be really like, you got to be a good, you got to be on point to be able to write books. Has it been an easy task for you to write a book? No, no, it's, it's not, you know, I think it's, um, it goes between, cause there's so much in here, right? It's how do you organize it? How do you do it? What's the number one result you want people to have when they're done? Um, so all I can do is just keep writing. And I, and I would tell people this, like, Write down your journey, document it, remember what it took to get you to that point and remember what it took to get you to the next point because there's always, always somebody looking up at you. So uh, if I ever get confused, all I do is go spend time with my people, my tribe, those who train with me and I remember why I'm writing that book and it's for them and it gets me clear on what I'm writing. So, but it's a challenge, man. <laughs> what, yes. was, what was your first book? It's called I Choose Joy. That's the gratitude journal. The second one, um, I have second and third coming out right now. Um, and also my kids have the journal that, that is mine, Gratitude, I Choose Joy. They have a kid's version coming out that is called Only Good Vibes for Kids. Ooh. Um, yes, it's awesome. And then um, I don't know if I can tell you mine yet, but it's called Get Paid. Hey. That's it. 
<laughs> so I I could go to your website right now and buy the I Choose Joy notebook. You can go to Amazon. Awesome. We'll link that in the show notes um, because I'm definitely going to pick up a copy of that myself and uh-huh. love that. So ultimate goal. What's the next? What is what is a Danelle look with everything you've done? How big do you dream now? Like what do you, what are some things you're, you're crushing for and that I can hold you accountable two, three years out? You are awesome. I think my next run here that I'm really working on um, is with all these collaborations that I have coming up. Uh, I believe collaboration is the key to wealth. Uh, but I also believe there's timing in collaboration. And I tell people, I'm like, go become an asset. Because when you become an asset, you can do anything in the world with anyone you want. And that was my goal is to become an asset. So now all these assets that I built up and all these accolades are helping me. And I'm getting ready to collaborate with three or four legends in this world. And so uh, living that out, like there's one thing to take what I know. There's one thing to take what I know and what another knows, right? Like, um, I don't know, I can maybe give you a little bit of an edge, but I'm getting ready to do a retreat with someone who's an absolute legend, one of the greatest trainers in the world. Um, We're going to do one together. Like, can you imagine having me? He says it's the angel and the devil together going to like love them and crush them and love them and crush them and create results like they've never seen before. So, uh, you know, like those things. I'm just ready to change more lives faster and grow myself, right? Like like crazy. So uh, looking forward to break the, the 10 million mark and uh, give as much of that as I can back to the world. So, yeah. Ooh, no, oh. spicy. So this yeah. is like the staple. There's people right now working a job. It might be something they love. It might be something they hate. They might be making great money. They might be making terrible money. Um, but deep down inside, there's something they want to do. There's a passion they want to start. There's a job. There's a there's a business they want to start. There's a activity they want to get going with. But there's something holding them back. You know, maybe it's the comfortness. Maybe it's that it's scary. Maybe it's they don't have the money. Maybe it's what if, what if, what if. You know, what would you say to that person that's right on the cusp of making just you know a big decision in their life? Right. I I would say this, man. Like. There's, there's, there's no greater pain than not doing it. All you have to do is step, but, but people get so confused, right? They think so far down the line of, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire or I'm going to make six figures and they, they're like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I'm afraid of success. They go, they go through all of these things. And I go, the only thing you need to focus on is the next right step. Know what you want and take step one right? But you have to do something every single day. So let's say you're on the cusp and you really want to start something new. Okay. Pick one thing, write it down tonight. You're going to do it first thing in the morning that gets you closer to your goal. Then the next day you're going to do it again. And the next day you're going to do it again. And there's no days off like zero. Like people are like, yeah, but I take Sundays off for church. I'm like, I love the Lord. I don't take Sundays off from the mission he put on my heart though. Like if it's on your heart, then it's meant to be done. And you, you get rest. I get rest. But it doesn't have to look like how you thought. It's that you show that goal you mean business because the world will turn and start to work in your favor if you show that you're not quitting until it's done. Boom. Boom. Woo. Praise oh. the Lord. Love it. Phenomenal. <laughs> and and Danelle, how can people follow the journey if they want to get more? If they want to get more of you in their ear and, and just the, your books and all this stuff? You are amazing. I would love to find you all on Facebook or Instagram, Danelle Delgado. I love it. Friday Night Live, I do every week on my business page. If you want some help, I will give it. That's it. Friday Night Live, tuning in. Well, Danelle, it's been real. We appreciate you so much wholeheartedly. 
And for everyone listening on, like, this is the real deal, people. We're doing it. Let's go. So I appreciate you so much for spending some time. Thank you. And you are doing amazing things in this world. Really, it's my honor. Anything you need, I'm in. You're amazing. Amen. We'll talk. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.